Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Tuesday, January 17th. It is six minutes after 10. He's Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels, and this is 93 WIBC. Thanks for listening this morning. So new details are continuing to emerge over classified documents that President Biden took to his private office and home in Delaware after he left the vice presidency. The White House has said batches of documents have been found on four separate occasions, November 2nd, December 20th, January 12th, and also January 14th. And now that special counsel has been appointed to investigate how the documents have been handled and Biden's team is cooperating and has denied any wrongdoing. Now, in addition to the Justice Department investigation, House Republican announced their own committee probes into his handling of the classified documents. So there is a lot on their plate. One thing is for sure, this slows the Biden administration's focus on policy because right now, they're in crisis mode. You know who's totally disappeared, and this is so weird to say about about this person through all this? It's Trump. Yeah. Where is Trump? Enjoying it, sitting back. I mean, I don't I don't know. I don't letting I mean, things happen. He's not on Twitter and I don't have the truth social media, mm-hmm. but at least by Trump standards, he hasn't said anything controversial to the point where it has dominated the news cycle. And isn't that weird that this is happening and Trump is kind of like just not in the forefront of all this. It's smart, actually. Yeah, which is why it's weird. Yeah. Let all of this stuff come out about Biden and just sit back. He's doing the stuff that we've been saying for years he needs to do, Mm -hmm. which is everybody knows who you are. You don't have to be the lead story. So uh, Tim Burchett, he is a uh, U.S. representative from Tennessee, Said, and this is starting to become a narrative, and I'm you're seeing it more and more both from the Republicans and you're even starting to see it from people in the media, and we'll get to that in a second. But Tim Burchett, rep, U.S. rep from Tennessee, mm-hmm. said the documents are coming out because the Democrats want to get rid of Joe Biden. Well, I think the Democrats really had two problems. One was the, the midterm elections, and the second, of course, is Joe Biden. You notice they waited, I think, what, 40 days after they actually, the Justice Department found these files, and now they can't uh, pump them out fast enough to where they're in these, they're finding these classified um, documents. So I think it, it's, of course, it's a double standard. Uh, they didn't raid his house, they didn't raid his residency, but I think it's pretty clear to me that the Democrats want rid of Joe Biden. That's why none of them have apparently been briefed on the contents of, uh, contents of what was in these files, which to me I find is, is very unusual. And, uh, and so they can kind of keep plausible deniability. Then you combat that with the fact that he is a albatross around their neck and as well as the vice president. And I suspect his own people uh, were the ones who dug deep enough. It's very Clinton-esque of, of the Democrats to do this at this point. I think he means an anchor around his neck. Yeah. An albatross is actually a sign of good luck. An albatross is the bird that follows well, ships when they go out to sea. Look look at you being the grammar police. But anyway, today. this would never have come to the forefront unless the Democrat power structure didn't promote it, right? Like is right. Susan Rice pulling the strings behind the scene and 
they're using subversive tactics at this point because all of the polling is showing that Biden is still in negative territory. I mean, think about this. When Reagan left office, he had a 59% approval rating. Eisenhower through the roof, 78%. Even Nixon had a 51% approval rating and both Bushes were above 50% and Obama and Clinton we're both doing better than what Biden is doing right now. The latest polling showing that he's at 47%. It's a tick up from where it had been, but it's still underwater. And it does come back to something we talked about the other day, which is, and this amazes me, in a world in which people have access to unlimited information whenever they want, how the mainstream national media still drives the narrative. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, yes, obviously, Twitter, et cetera, n- news publications suppressed the Hunter Biden laptop story. But we still kind of have access to information whenever we want because there's unlimited platforms by which you can get information if you seek it. And so the same thing we saw, and we talked about the only time Biden has really been damaged by for for a long-term effect was the Afghanistan stuff because the media recognized hey people are dead we can't hide that we can't spend that they got blown up on you know on this tarmac mm-hmm. there's no, we have to report on this and it clearly Biden's the one who gave the orders and that was a huge hit for Biden because the mainstream national media decided to engage and now you're seeing it here where they are driving the narrative of wow this is really bad for biden this really looks terrible biden really doesn't you know etc so i'm just amazed in 2023 where we have unlimited access to unlimited amounts of information the mainstream national media is still a primary driver in terms of the narrative, which actually shows how little effort the majority of Americans put into their thought process. Well, you're right, because it is NBC and CBS who were first breaking these stories, which is different from what they would have normally done. And even Joe Rogan is saying on his podcast that, you know, he's he's saying it's an inside job. Yes. Now, Kevin, Kevin, please. Yeah. Please tell me you believe mm-hmm. this. Uh, it's Joe Rogan. I, I believe I did. There's a very big bad word in here that would not be good for anyone sitting around this little triangle here. So we will put our show in your hands and allow you to play this Joe Rogan audio. If I had to guess, I'm, they're trying to get rid of him. Yeah. That would, yeah. My guess would be they're trying to get rid of him. If all of a sudden they're, his own aides are sending these instead of like taking these classified documents which you have located and go well let's not do that again and locking them up somewhere his own aides self-reporting dude come on that sounds sus good job kevin i did a pretty good job yeah i I had the utmost confidence in you but i just wanted to give you (laughs) one last opportunity before the entire show was put at risk to make sure that uh you know you were fully aware of what you were about to partake in so what? They're hoping to clear the field ahead of the 24 presidential election. Well, I don't think there's so much hoping to clear the field as they're hoping to get him out of the field, mm-hmm. right? I mean... Well, doesn't that clear the field? Well, yeah, I, I guess... Well, I see what you're saying. Yes. Okay. Yes. I understand. Yes. You're, you're right. And the interesting thing, though, is there does not appear to be an individual by which you would say, this is the logical, clear-cut... 
on the Republican side, there is that person, mm-hmm. right? Ron, DeSantis. Ron DeSantis, right? Yeah. Everybody is enamored and in love, whatever, with Ron mm-hmm. DeSantis. Mm-hmm. There is not the Democrat. Now, there are people who you would say, well, maybe it'll be this person or it could be that person. There's not the person by which you would say clearly the puppeteers are orchestrating because that's the guy or girl that they want. Newsom. Could be. Buddha judge. Could be, but you don't know, right? Harris. That's, that's what I'm saying. There is no darling of the left mm-hmm. that is the heir apparent, the next person up like there is in the Republican Party. Well, and they can't do any polling with those names unless Biden is out of the mix, right? right? right. Yep. So is that what they're trying to figure out? Well, the representative from Georgia, Hank Johnson, he suggested that the classified documents have been planted there. Uh-huh. Planted by who? Who would you, and where and where did you hear that from? Me. Uh, because Biden's too old and feeble-minded to know whether they were or not. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know what's where. Think about in your own house, right? And you are a together, much younger person. Do you know? Well, now your house is super clean and organized. So maybe I'll use my own home. <laughs> I could not tell Here's you. Bruce's dog cage. Yeah, I could not tell you everything that is everywhere mm-hmm. inside of my house, nor could the normal average mm-hmm. person. Much less. It's a mom skill, really. It is. I mean, your Casey's house is unbelievably <laughs> spacious and cleaned and organized. It is incredible. So, but the point is, there's no way this guy could could say, no, those weren't there. He has no idea what's where. Which is why he's surprised. Yeah, exactly. He, oh, he, I didn't know those were there. And he can't deny. Or it. was he surprised? They found them. Yeah, they can't. He can't deny it. He can't defend it because. He probably has no idea what they are because these guys don't read anything anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, if this one guy's suggesting that they were planted, who's planting them? Is it the Republicans or, no. or the Democrats? And if you're a Democrat, you can repeat that course by saying they're planted because you remain in good standing with everybody, including Joe Biden. Casey. Yes. When we come back, mm-hmm. there was this dude who was on... Russell Brandt. Did you know Russell Brandt has a podcast? I did know that. Kevin, did you know this? You're into the young people stuff. He seems like a young person podcaster. No, I, uh, I had no idea. Russell Brandt. He's got quite a potty mouth on him, too. He does. More so than Joe Rogan. But I've gathered he is like super libertarian. Like that's kind of mm-hmm. his I was kind of surprised by that. Yeah, I was too. Because I thought in the past he was super liberal, but I think the COVID thing mm-hmm. kind of in some ways flipped him. So we're talking about Russell Brand, the actor. Mm-hmm. He has a podcast, and he had a dude on yesterday who works for, or is the CEO of a group called Open uh, Open the Books, and hit this dude laying out the amount of waste, fraud, and abuse <laughs> that our old pal, the Duke of Spendingburg, mm-hmm. and his buddies, Schumer, and Pelosi, and McConnell, the amount of crap these people voted for without reading anything. He didn't mention Todd Young by no, I'm name. No, mentioning, I'm mentioning Todd Young by but name. But it sounds like he could have been talking about yeah, Todd Young. We have to Young. play through this audio. It's unbelievable the amount of waste, fraud, and abuse in the COVID spending bills. All right. It's coming up from 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Standing on the corner. Why would I keep track of Todd oh, Young? Yeah. 
I don't know. I asked you where, where. I know we're going to talk about Todd Young. And I said, where is Todd Young? And you went, Taiwan. Oh, because I, I, saw, I saw it. I'm not, like, actively keeping track of him. Well, I had to look it up and say, okay, where's Todd Young? Hopefully, he is in Taiwan, but you just knew that instantly. Because I saw it on social okay. media. Someone posted it up that Todd Young was in Taiwan. Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And... But no, I do not keep track of where Todd Young is. That's a fun game. Where's Eric Holcomb? <laughs> where, where? Where's Jim Banks? I can answer for <laughs> Young and Holcomb. I can answer the same thing. Wherever they are, it's somewhere very expensive, mm-hmm. and it's not benefiting you. You're right. Todd Young is in Taiwan right now. He's with a congressional delegation. Okay, doing what? Uh, look forward to constructive conversation about multifaceted <laughs> collaboration over our valued supporters three days day. Ever heard of Zoom? He's collaborating with somebody. Zoom sounds cheaper than whatever he's doing. They're building a strong friendship. Oh. That's what they're doing. You know, Kevin has a friend in Germany that he has a strong friendship with. How'd you do that, Kevin? Didn't you just b- build your strong friendship a little stronger the other day? Uh, well, you're asking how I knew him. Sorry, no, no, no. My, I'm asking, like, you didn't, you didn't you just... Uh, like engage with your friend in Germany the other day? Did you yeah, guys have we, a did, we did a Zoom call. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. And that cost you zero dollars. Okay, well, he's there to uh, build a sustainable supply chain. <laughs> single-handedly. <laughs> it's like he's building a railroad. He's got his hammer and his spikes. <laughs> he's single-handedly building the supply chain. Okay, so... I saw it's this. It's Kendall and Casey, oh, yes, by, by the way. way. Thank you. Yes, sorry. <laughs> 93 sorry. WIBC. Oh, it, was just, it was just the oddest thing. You're like, uh, do you keep track of Todd Young? What, what possible reason would <laughs> well, there be? Just, you knew it so quickly. I was like, maybe you were, I, I don't know. Uh, so there is a guy, and I'll, I'll take the first stab at this. <laughs> okay. Because we were going back and forth on how to say this guy's name. Adam Angievsky. Very good. I think I got it right. Mm-hmm. At least according to Russell Brand, I got it right. Mm-hmm. He is the CEO of a group called Open the Books, and they track waste, fraud, and abuse of taxpayer money. Mm-hmm. And so he was on with Russell Brand, the actor. He has a podcast. And this Adam Angievsky, I just want to keep saying his name now because it mm-hmm. took me 30 minutes to figure out how to pronounce it, uh, laying out the amount of waste, fraud, and abuse that the old Duke of Spendingburg, now again, he doesn't mention him by name, but all these people, mm-hmm. he certainly qualifies, who blindly voted for this, it, all these COVID spending bills. And I, we mentioned Todd, because Todd was very adamant at the Stacks Pancake House. I don't regret any of it. Mm-hmm. I'd do it all again. Mm-hmm. I have nothing to feel bad for. So what this dude's about to lay out for you, Todd Young told me in a room full of people, he is totally proud of the amount of waste, fraud, and abuse that this guy's about to lay out. So the COVID aid, uh, the COVID aid bills that passed through Congress very quickly, they had the law of unintended consequences. Mr. Brand, they were basically a license to steal from the American taxpayer. It is the largest public fraud in the history of the country on what was stolen from our unemployment insurance when the when Fauci and the politicians locked down the economy, it threw 40 million people out of a job at the peak of the pandemic. Obviously, these people had real needs. Congress authorized $800 billion worth of unemployment aid. And now we know up to half of it, $400 billion was stolen by criminals, con artists, and crime syndicates from around the world. Mr. Brand, it is an open question as to whether the Chinese military and Russian military hackers stole enough of our unemployment aid that was supposed to help people who had real needs, obviously, 
The Chinese military budget is $200 billion. The Russian military budget is $80 billion. It is an open question as to whether those countries stole enough of our unemployment insurance to cover a full year of their military budgets. Okay, so House Republicans plan to convene a hearing on February 1st to probe waste, fraud, and abuse in the government's roughly $5 trillion in coronavirus aid, and they're seeking to uncover how much theft targeted the nation's unemployment insurance program. So I'll believe the Republicans in the House are serious when they march Todd and all his Republican cronies who voted for this in the Senate, which is the overwhelming majority of them, up to that hearing too, and find out why they voted for this without reading anything, without being accountable to anything. And I'd also like them to pepper in if they could, this would be a this would be a great chance for someone like Jim Banks to show he's sorry for voting for Kevin McCarthy. He doesn't even have to say, I'm sorry, Rob. If he would just ask Todd, Todd, at the Stax Pancake House in Plainfield, you mm-hmm. told Rob Kendall in front of a room full of people, you don't regret any of your COVID votes. Why do you not regret all the waste, fraud, and abuse that has clearly been identified in these various COVID bills? And did you read, you personally read, any of these COVID bills? If Jim Banks would do that, we'll call it even. Okay, so here's a headline from December 22nd of 2020. Young votes to pass year-end coronavirus relief and government funding package. Here's yes, he, he voted for them every time. Until yeah. the de- well, he voted until the Democrats got in there, and then once the Democrats wanted to do a COVID relief bill, then that was super wasteful and unaccountable. But when it was him, he couldn't sign those checks fast enough. Uh, Russell Brand mm-hmm. and and I want to say it one more time, just because it'll be the last time we get to Adam Adam Angievsky. Nice. Uh, then got into how much more waste Todd and his buddies repeatedly vote for in Washington almost every single time. Mr. Angievsky, with U.S. debt as high as it currently is, why is why are U.S. taxpayer dollars being wasted on packages such as those as you have outlined and a ludicrous a ludicrous project to blow lizards off of trees? Is that real or is this something <laughs> I've dreamt? No, I mean Harvard University. They don't need taxpayer help. They have a forty billion dollar endowment. They got seventy five thousand dollars for a project to go find. 100 lizards and by leaf blowers and literally blow them off the trees to see how they reacted during hurricane winds. If that project had merit, Harvard could have funded it themselves. They need to lighten the load on the American taxpayer. You know, over the course of the last couple of years, here are just some examples of what we found worth of taxpayer abuse. We found that NASA received a million dollar grant to prepare the nation's religions for the discovery of extraterrestrial life. We found that Cornell University, Ivy League University, they received a million dollar grant on a study where it hurts the most to be stung by a bee. And my favorite study comes out of Health and Human Services. They gave $1.4 million to California prostitutes for education. And they could probably teach the class. (laughs) So I'm guessing that maybe the eyelid might hurt the most to get stung by a bee. That's just my guess. But they're talking about the $1.7 trillion spending omnibus bill, which was packed with $16 billion worth of earmarks. And I will say this, Rob, and I'm going to say it last because then we have to go to commercials. This from Kevin McCarthy. Oh. 
This is a monstrosity that's one of the most shameful acts I've ever seen in the body. Mm-hmm. The appropriations process has failed the American public. And we're going to have an outstanding chance to figure out if he's serious in the next couple days because mm-hmm. the debt ceiling is coming up Thursday, according to the government. So we'll see. Yeah. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. 10.33, it is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and it is time to hear from you at 317-684-8444. You know, we say with your questions, comments, or smart remarks, but you can use that as a tip line as well for any whistleblowers. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, you can call pretty much about whatever we talk about on this show. Mm-hmm. And no, there is no program in central Indiana that does... What do we do? Because we love you. Now, we don't trust you to take your call live because these airwaves are very valuable. But <laughs> inevitably, we we don't want to pay the fine is we, what you're saying. Here's the thing. Uh, you know, of all the phone calls I get, there are usually four, four or five really solid ones a day. If I can sift through them and get concise, people have concise, pithy, funny, whatever thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we said we want to turn the show over to you, but we don't really want to turn the show over to you. <laughs> so this was a nice, happy compromise in the mm-hmm. middle of your uh, your voicemails. All right. Uh, somebody called. They were uh, rather upset. You know, I've been pretty critical that our, uh, our esteemed lawmakers down the street at 200 West Washington have uh, all sorts of time to name a state sandwich, a state nickname, mm-hmm. no time, though, or effort or energy to help you with the uh, property tax crisis you're about to face. Uh, somebody called to, uh, to weigh in on that. Okay. Hello, Rob. I don't know what your fixation on skyrocketing property taxes is all about. There are far more important things to be discussed, like the pork tenderloin sandwich. <laughs> Being named the official state sandwich. Do you not realize how important that is? Just ask Kevin what the people of Hamburg, Germany think about sandwiches. You would be wise to spend less time complaining about our worthless Republican leader and spend more time promoting the Pork Growers Association of Indiana. Well, the pork tenderloin sandwich is Indiana. Good day, sir. Good day, oh, hey, sir. Hi, Casey. He does have a point about uh, Hamburg, Germany. Yeah. Uh, Over in Hamburg, Germany, the hamburger is so important that they call the citizens hamburgers. Really? Are you kidding? I think they do. I don't know that for sure. What do you mean you think they do? You live there. Yeah, in Berlin. but yeah, I don't. I'll have to fact check that. But I think I heard that once. I have a serious question about Germany. Can I ask you this now? Shoot, when you were over there, what this has been five ish years ago, maybe a little longer. Yeah, I think six years. Okay, is there any like recognition of how horrific Germany was, say circa nineteen seventeen through nineteen forty five? Like, do they acknowledge <laughs> that period at all, or like, what's the deal with that? Well. They don't speak openly about it, um, but there are memorials for like the Jewish people that were sent to concentration camps, and like there's a Jewish Holocaust museum there. And but there, they, but there's no recognition of like this. This is a statue dedicated to the Nazi soldiers who. No, oh no, no, That's, none of that. that. That would be extremely illegal. 
r- illegal. Yeah, I think it's even illegal to um, say things that are like against Jewish people or like really. Yeah, like anti-Semitism. So they, they went. They take that just, very seriously. They, they made a big course correction over there. Then. Yeah, I would say so. Interesting. All right, I totally forgot what the next phone call is. Uh, we'll just play it and we'll talk about it afterwards. <laughs> How about that? I just heard that uh, voicemail about. Uh, what Greg had said about the positivity and you, know, you guys do do a good job, you know, and the thing is, is you, is you both have the perfect voice for radio, TV, you know, whichever, but yes, um, some people might think that you're, you know, that you're kind of smart alecky, I guess you would say, <laughs> but in the same aspect, it's like you just tell it how it is and you, and you bring it to people and it's, it doesn't mean it's wrong because it's the way you say it. You do it respectfully, politely, and you get to the point. So if they don't like it, that's not on you. So keep doing what you're doing. Highly appreciate it. You guys do do an excellent job. And like I said, you just bring questions that people don't want to hear. So and sometimes, like they say, well, they say the truth shall set you free. So keep it up. God bless. Thank you. That was a nice call. Very nice. Yes, he was responding. Greg, the truck driver, called us the other day with a very nice voicemail. Yeah, Greg said that he's a truck driver. He listens to us on the app anywhere in the country, and he feels like he's home. Yes. And I told you I thought that was just an overwhelming compliment, because if you tell somebody, they remind you of home. Yeah. It's where you feel safe and secure and you can be yourself. So that was that was an amazing thing for Greg to say. And uh, this guy echoing that. Yes. Thank you. I think you're pe- so pithy. Yeah. Well, I means. think people like us because and this is <laughs> different from a lot of people. Don't kid yourself, Rob. They like me. Yeah. Well, they no, I, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. I think people <laughs> no one actually likes me, Casey. No, I've determined that a long time ago. No, I think I think what the deal is, though, and it's seriousness and this drives politicians crazy. So I had a. <laughs> I wasn't going to mention this, but now I am because it's funny. I sent you part of it. I had a rather lengthy run-in with the mayor of Lebanon last night on social media. Yes, you did. Uh, and that guy came unglued because mm-hmm. we had the audacity to talk about how he, Le- Lebanon, with the city he runs, annexing a bunch of that farmland, which facilitated old Lockdown McGee doing who knows exactly what, but certainly paying off uh, his cronies and buddies and people who he schmoozes with. And that dude, like, came unglued on me last night, and it was like, Dude, I've known I have known the mayor of Lebanon. Mm-hmm. I knew him way before he was a total zero. I knew the mayor of Lebanon back when he was a pretty uh, pretty decent guy. Um, but I, it's like you're going to try to what intimidate me or tell me what's wrong or whatever. Mm-hmm. The difference is we don't like any of you people. <laughs> We don't care. We don't need to be liked. We don't need to belong with you. We don't need to be in a group with you. We don't We don't want to hang out with you. You know who we want to hang out with? Our audience between 9 and noon. That's it. So, yeah, I know you listen. I know it made you mad. And I know you're mad that we had the audacity to talk about what's going on out there, yeah. about how you're facilitating the will of the governor. Yeah. All your excuses to me don't mean anything. They mean nothing. Your response to him was amazing. Can I, I, can I read it? Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, that's fine. Okay, so after this back and forth for a while, and he was he was getting up in your grill about it, you ended the conversation by saying, <laughs> you, continue, you continue to needlessly alienate factions of your residents to facilitate the will of the governor, and I'll continue to host a highly rated radio show. <laughs> 
Period. And he has not responded. No, I know. That's right. You shut him down. Uh, we are not messing around here. We don't. We are on the side of the people. We don't care whether what your background is. We don't care what the perception of you is. We're going to talk about what's really going on. And so in the case of what's going out there in Lebanon, mm-hmm. I think that's highly egregious. And I think in part it's being done to facilitate the will of the governor. For the proposed high-tech park. Yeah. I, I don't need your links to articles, Mayor of Lebanon, about what's going on out there. I read stuff. I used to be in local government. I know how the system works. He's just not used to someone who has critical thinking skills. Yeah. You're and just not we have a gobbling up with their spoon feeding. We have a platform, and that's what bothers these people. Mm. Because we are the only people at the platform that doesn't need to kiss their ass. We don't need to be liked by them. We do not care. All right, one more before we go to break. Hey, Rob and Casey. I've got an opinion um, on the um, Joe Biden why the Democrats are wanting to get rid of him all of a sudden. Um, I've said for since he got elected that he would not last as president simply because they want to get him out so they can have a woman president. That's been their goal for years, to have a woman president. And now they got a chance of having a black woman president, even though it's Kamala Harris. They still want a woman president before the Republicans can get uh, uh, someone back in the White House. That's my opinion. Uh, Take or leave it. Thanks. Bye. And what would they do if the Republicans had a female president? Christy Nome, Nikki Haley. <laughs> Woman president. <laughs> oh, listen to you. We try to be a serious show here, Casey. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think a woman would be a fine president. Oh woman would be an excellent president. And I'm not going to in any way say that the downfall of America has any correlation with women getting the right to vote in 1920. I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> I love you, Casey. I'm just kidding. I mean, that's a good point, though. What? The, 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 the call. No, 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 no. What the caller said. What the caller said. Uh, that they're trying to get rid of Biden to, what, slide in Kamala? You uh, know, they, they, they wanted Hillary in there. I, th- I think, yeah, well, that's certainly a possibility, or Gavin Newsom or whoever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just... Look, the, the the reality is that there are many, many uber qualified people, men, women, whatever, to run this country, mm-hmm. and there 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 are great women politicians who do a good job leading their states, their communities, whatever, just like men. And there's women who do a horrific job leading their states, counties, cities, whatever, just like men. Anybody, almost anyone, would be better than Joe Biden. I say almost because I'm sure whoever the Democrats pick will not be better than Joe Biden. I don't know. Hello. Good night, everyone. (laughs) May not be better, but okay. We've got Hammer joining us next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hammer's in the studio. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, How happy, are you folks? Good. Happy birthday to Muhammad Ali. Do you know today's his birthday? He's or dead. Really? He's, He's dead. dead. He's not alive. 
born in 1942. He's no longer with us. No, you're right. Okay, I'll drive to his grave site and I'll tell him. Let him know. Hey, happy birthday. Okay, Hammer, question for you. Kevin, at my request, because we were talking about Rick Springfield, played uh, what is quietly the best Rick, Field, Rick Springfield song, Bruce, which is about <laughs> how it hit the height of his popularity because Springfield sounds like Springsteen. People used to get him confused with Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. And because the opportunities, shall we say, were just better, he used to roll with it. I say that's a solid move. I do too. You take every advantage you can get when you're in the entertainment industry because yeah. it's so hard to break in. Yeah. Like whether it's an actor, a musician, comedy, whatever it is, if you've got an in, if you've got something that's working, hell, Gallagher's brother literally made a living for people thinking that he was Gallagher. <laughs> like Gallagher, the late great original Gallagher, yes. sued his brother because he was going around the country as <laughs> Gallagher 2. <laughs> and people thought it was like a tour of the original Gallagher, and he's doing Sledgematic, and people are like, wait a minute. Yeah. This is. Um, Isn't this what Joe Biden's brother does too? <laughs> <laughs> and in this case, I think primarily it was with members of the opposite sex and the ability to have interpersonal relationships with them. And I got to say, I could see you not being ashamed to have, you know, assumed the role of someone else in order to advance the cause. We're really worried about the feelings of the groupies here. (laughs) We're really concerned about the feelings of the kind of woman that would leave her children behind, husband behind, and go hang out backstage just for the chance to watch Tommy Lee pee. That's what we're concerned about here. Good Lord. Yes, I would absolutely do those things. Hi, I'm Kip Winger. Maybe you've heard of some of my hits. (laughs) Wasn't uh, Rick Springfield on a soap opera yes. for a while. So, oh, G- yeah. General Hospital. So yes. what do right. you think that he, he would have his own female following from that? Again, groupies are dumb. Yeah, that's right. They're they, they've been drinking, yeah. They're not people. They're things. <laughs> <laughs> Casey, you know I'm right. Can you You've t- worked in the music industry long enough. You have been to concerts. Mm-hmm. Groupies are things. <laughs> can, can you tell the... I've been one of the things. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. Can you? Are we allowed to tell on the air the story Tommy, Tommy Lee used to tell about how bad it got for him with the groupies? Well, he put it in a book. So oh, okay. I will clean this up Perfect. as best Thank as you. I can for the radio. Uh, the book, uh, The Dirt, you know, about Motley Crue's coming up before it became the Netflix movie. The book is way more raucous. So Tommy Lee used to have... So many women, and he was having relations so much that sometimes when you're going city to city, show to show, woman to woman, you didn't always have time for a shower. Yeah. So after multiple women uh, that wanted to experience liaisons with Tommy Lee, That's so gross. He uh, <laughs> he started noticing his stuff would stink a little bit. His crotchal region would stink. Casey's face. So one night, and again, this is not me telling the story. It's Tommy Lee telling it himself. He went to the catering section of an area that was, you know, lined up for a big Motley Crue show, took a couple egg rolls, kind of hollowed them out a little bit, wrapped them around the rascal to help eliminate the stink. Egg rolls? Egg rolls. And if you know anything about Tommy or if you've seen any of his videos, it took a couple. (laughs) Does it talk in the book? 
Because it did in the Netflix show. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just love when you tell that story. That just uh, makes me laugh every single time. Somebody who's not laughing is Tom Brady. That was terrible last night. Yeah, man. That was a rough, rough one for the Bucks. <laughs> now, was Tom Brady that bad or did the Dallas Cowboys just play out of their mind? Why does he wear that single glove? Who is he, Michael Jackson? Why does he do that? Because he's probably the greatest NFL player of all time, and yes, he can do whatever he wants. Because that is so weird. I think that's part of why he plays so bad, is he wears that other glove. He's had one bad playoff game, and Rob is like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like He's got all these Super Bowl rings, <laughs> last-second drives, going down the field. But you're right, it was the glove that's tarnished the whole legacy. Of Tom Brady. I loved when he threw that interception in the end zone and he just starts like smacking himself in the helmet. And I was like, wow, you'll probably start for the Bears next year. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're Tom Brady here, think about what's going on in your life. You're a 46-year-old dude, I believe, because he's a year older than I am. He's 46 years old. You've got a brand new girlfriend who's a 26-year-old smoke show model. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're in great shape. It looks like you can still play. You won a division in football. It was a bad division, but you won it. Mm -hmm. So what do you want to do here? Because it looks like the end has been reached in Tampa. Yeah. So I think there's two options for Tom Brady. Actually, three. You could retire and just go out to stud. You could <laughs> go back to the Patriots and do that mm. farewell victory tour yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Or, and this is where I think he should go, you go sign with the Raiders in Vegas. Bachelor Tom Brady mm-hmm. yeah. in mm-hmm. Vegas, mm-hmm. and they've actually got some weapons offensively that I think can help him. It might be fun to live in Vegas for one year. Like you said, I'm living here for one right. year. I'm going to enjoy everything Las like Vegas. Like you hear a lot of baseball players like at the end of their career, because that's who the Cubs sign, <laughs> say, I love to play one year in Wrigleyville. I bet I'll do it Vegas just for weather alone. Vegas, and I'm telling you, they've got a good receiver, a great tight end. That's got Tom Brady written all over it. It's coming up this afternoon. Uh, Brett Michaels, a poison. How do you know us. him? Friend of the show. You've had him on for years. He has always been good to us. Bet he's had some egg rolls, too. <laughs> Maybe we'll ask him about egg rolls this afternoon. Thanks, Hammer. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.